Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Morningstar. Mr. Morningstar, how you doing today, buddy? I'm just, I'm enjoying your big hair. You've got big hair today. Yeah! You've got Woo. big, wild hair. I've got big hair. I feel freaky. I will let my freak flag fly. I'm letting my hair grow out. And honestly, that's an unintended positive consequence of quarantine. Yeah. Is I went back to my college roots. And by roots, I mean the roots on the top of my head. Yeah. Sprouting out this beautiful, luscious fiery red hair. Absolutely. Well, you did know. you see uh did you see Stevo on Coenga? Stevo. Steve-O the jackass guy? Steve-O the jackass guy. I love Steve-O, but what about him? He duct-taped himself to a billboard this this morning. (laughs) I'm happy he can still do that. Yeah. Well, good for Steve-O. I didn't know he was still doing stunts. I love him. Apparently, he's doing so. I love the way that um, uh, KTLA, the, uh, the local... The local news agency here has it in their article. It just they just refer to him as Stevo as as if the world honestly knows. the world does know Stevo. Stevo taped himself up to a billboard in Hollywood as a part of a publicity stunt on Thursday morning. Like it's just oh we all know who Stevo is. Of course we know who Stevo is. And if I saw that billboard, I would give it a honk honk. I would do a double honk just like when you used to see a trucker and you would put your you would do the thing with your hand and then they would honk. Remember that? Yes. Remember getting well you got truckers to honk at you. Yeah. Uh, you gotta you gotta pull the lever yourself and they'll give you a little honk well good job but, Steve-o. Uh, but i mean speaking of jackasses i just read this uh i read this article on vice about this facebook group where a where the whole purpose of the facebook uh-huh. group is to sh- show pictures of yourself pointing a gun at your own dick now why would you do that well isn't that that's like naughty and i took hunter safety and i don't remember that course so where there, you point the gun at your dick even if you put little antlers on your cock I still would say, yeah. never, ever point a gun at your dick. I'm not in the gun world. Well, per you se. wait. You wait until until I start getting my guns. But apparently, there's like a schism in the online gun world culture where the, they're fighting. Yes, and there's a there's Why? a schism between because someone pointed a gun at their butthole and they're like, <laughs> no, we point guns at our dicks here. Okay, no, it's a tale as old as time. It's the olds <laughs> versus the youngs. Ah, so you have you have two types of gun people on Facebook, right? Okay. One is the normies. Uh, this is not mine. This is them saying yes, that. Yes, this they, is them saying. Oh, hold on. Okay, so they. Taken on like 
witch yeah. please culture so you can be a guy with an assault rifle but also be be considered like a, a boring dude okay um, well to be fair sadly well maybe not sadly it is what it is but I that think, is fairly I, I normal think carrying nowadays. an assault rifle gives you some personality whatever your actual personality might well, be you know we talk about social distancing who has been social distancing before all of this Folks who school carry shooters, school shooters, and folks who carry assault rifles. Um, Brooke Rogers, of course, from the great podcast, exceedingly persuasive with Mackenzie. She knew somebody in Wyoming who would who would just walk around with an AR-15, and everyone stayed away from him. That man does not have COVID to this day. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe he does. I have no idea. So there's the normies, and then uh, the they. I guess they call themselves the fuds. Hold on a second. This okay, is, this what, is real. Okay, yeah. What? Okay, the the dumb universe is here. I understand we're in stupid future. So the normies versus the fuds, the fuds. are arguing about who can point a gun at their dick better. Is that what I'm collecting out of this information? No, no, no. no. So okay. normies, what normies do, and oh, the fuds hate this. The fuds don't like what the normies what are the doing. What the normies do is they like to show pictures of themselves on in on online in sure. their own Facebook groups and stuff, holding guns correctly. Trigger. They've got trigger control. They've they're not Great. pointing the gun at the camera or anything like that. Not at their dicks. No, these and these okay. are this is considered normie gun culture because okay. it's so like hallway like hall monitor like oh i'm 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 using my safe i'm using safety protocols to hold a gun guns are extremely serious uh objects they can obviously do an immense amount of damage i feel like in this case being a normie makes you a much better person than a fud ben you sound like a giant nerd because I what just, the I, what, I, what the fuds are doing uh, they've broken off into their own group uh, okay. where they just they they throw all convention out the window and point those guns right at their dick. Okay. And <laughs> uh, so this is from Vice, a member of a Facebook group dedicated to taking pictures of loaded weapons pointed at dicks. Oh, they have to be loaded. Finally shot himself in the balls. <laughs> According to bloody pictures and video he posted no! on social media. Wow. Uh, rather than step back and Wait, start- hold on a second. The, he posted those pictures of himself shooting himself in the nuts on social media. Yes, before this they were, is the, okay, yes. so as a culture, shame needs to be brought back just a little bit. I mean, I feel shame every day. I've been shamed before. It's altered my behavior to do something then where I don't get shamed so much. Uh, but this person... For the likes, right? For the clicks, it is really for the comments. It is, it is for the clout. Yeah, it's, he got he, so he got ball clout. Yeah, and I mean he, the pictures are like very blurry pictures of uh, like bloody pants, and then his gun sort of uh, discharged with a bullet off the. He was proud of it, and rather than step back and start quest- questioning his <sighs> like life or anything uh-huh. like that, the Facebook group made him an administrator, and now are celebrating him as like sort of a demigod or king. He's in king the Facebook fun. group because you you did it. You did the thing that the whole entire purpose of the Facebook group was to threaten your own dick and dick. balls. I'm gonna get you with dick a gun, and, balls. and, and he-, he took that one step farther. And he shot it off. Do we know if his balls were wearing a gun? That's right. Yeah. Well, he was. It was. Yeah. It was a. Uh, he was protecting himself against his own junk. Well, um, hey, man. I'll tell you one thing. Sometimes these so here, balls get in the way, and you do want to shoot them off your he, body. Here's how. Here's what he captioned the the picture of his blow, blown off dick with. Uh, hey, boys. I might have fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> really? What could it be? So the, it shows. Uh, the, the picture showed splattered blood on the carpet, a towel stuffed between his legs, oh and a God. printed out copy. Of the Constitution, crumpled on the, uh, near the, the edge f- of the photo. What is the 
first of all, don't be crimpling the cons. Okay, <laughs> don't crimple the Constitution. It's it's under enough abuse and stress as it, as it is. Why? What is the point? I'm not even going to ask you that question. It's rhetorical because there is no answer to that question. I am just happy that people are passing the time in in, in relatively. Um, well, I wanted to say nonviolent. In this case, nonviolent ways against others. It, I mean, if you're going to shoot a gun and you, if it is going to hit a person, I hope that that person is you, and I hope the area is your nuts, so you can still stay alive, but you can have the pleasure of shooting off a gun, so you won't be considered a normie. And I think this really answers the question that a lot of us were asking when, uh, you know, when soldiers were kidnapping people off the streets and, and sure. where are the gun rights people who were like, who were said that they had, they wanted their guns to protect themselves against yeah. the tyranny of government. They were shooting themselves in the dick on Facebook. Hey man, uh, what a way, uh, to live your life. You gotta do something in these crazy times. Keep your balls not shot up. I always say that. I always say bulls are better without bullets passing through them. But again, there's that's a cliche for a reason, isn't it? That's, Even though that's the yeah. first time that sentence has ever been uttered over a recorded broadcast. All right. We got a bunch of stuff to get to. Obviously, the biggest news of the week, Maya Rudolph. She's finally going to have a long extension on her SNL contract. Yes. Because, of course, she plays the one and only Kamala Harris, who is now Joe Biden's vice presidential candidate. Kamala Harris played the long game. She has been angling for this for a long time. And by golly, she got what she wanted, which is to be next to that beautiful, beautiful, mm, smells like salami, Joe Biden. So we can talk about... How did she get here? What steps were taken to get her to uh, the vice presidency or to at least the nomination? We have the DNC coming up next week. No idea what the hell that's going to look like. I think it's all going to be tele. I think it's a tele. Telenovela. Telenovela. It's just going to be a big teleconference. Going to be kind of sad. I don't know uh, what to even feel about it because as a political nerd, they're taking my fun. Yeah. Because I love these little conventions because they have balloons and political nerds love balloons. We love balloons and buttons. We love stickers. We love signs. We like to say, boo. Yeah. We like to do those kinds of cheers. We'll say, yay or nay. Can't do that. Yeah. If no one's there. So, as someone who really had more fun at Politicon than Comic Con, I am truly devastated that we're not going to see the nerd conventions that is the DNC. The police the are going to get. The RNC has said they're going to go forward, though. The police are going to get called to a very loud house in Sherman Oaks, yes. Los Angeles, of a man screaming "boo" and "boo," and yay, at a, nay. at a like flickering, damaged laptop computer. Well, you wait until Jerry has his Trump sign and Puffin <laughs> has his Biden sign, and next thing you know, I have a house divided. Yeah, my goodness. Kamala Harris, she has been angling for this as as well as many other people. In this case, all of those people are women because Joe Biden said bravely he will choose a woman. Uh, it is definitely in his best interest to choose a woman of color, specifically a black woman. Kamala Harris, obviously, being a black woman, fits that bill, and she has been angling for this for a while. Why do I say that? Don't forget, Kamala Harris dropped out before voting even mattered, before yes. before any votes were even counted. Uh, she dropped out before Iowa. Elizabeth Warren stayed in. Time to put on a small conspiracy, Ben Kissel conspiracy theory, although I find it, because I've been thinking about it, to be plausible. 
Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, they've known each other for a long time. They've worked together for a long time. He, She has been on the short list since day one. Absolutely. I think they had a conversation. The DNC had a conversation with her. Don't, uh, you know, don't take votes away from Biden. And she would have taken votes away from Biden in places like South Carolina, without a doubt. Of course, Clyburn, the dude who delivered big time for Joe Biden in South Carolina, uh, has a lot to do with why he is the presidential candidate right now or the, the candidate for the Democratic Party right now. So she drops out before any votes. So she's not taking anything from Joe steamrolled by bernie sanders in iowa new hampshire those first three primary states uh bernie sanders just crushed it but we still have elizabeth warren there dividing the progressive vote elizabeth warren knowing that she will not get the nomination at this point because she just has not been she she did not do nearly as well as she had hoped in those first primary states mostly because of someone like a bernie sanders and of course let's not forget we had about what nine people there uh dividing the vote in a whole series of different directions Elizabeth Warren stays in, making sure that Bernie does not win South Carolina because she's dividing the progressive vote. Kamala's already out. Biden understanding uh, where his bread is buttered, and that is the black female vote. Black females in the Democratic Party have been supporting them forever. They have been the stalwarts of the party. They have been the heart and soul of the Democratic Party, and Kamala Harris in a physical sense, represents uh, all of their hard work that they have done over the past decades for the Democratic Party. So when it comes to the racial politics of this, which you really can't avoid, I think she fills that gap. She is she represents the Democratic Party, uh, recognizing the work of black women within the Democratic Party. Now, on the opposite side of that, she also represents uh, people who are maybe center right, center left, who are quite scared of what they're seeing on the streets right now all over the country what they're seeing right now when it comes to hashtag like defend the police and whatnot because she's also a self-proclaimed top cop yeah so that is why i think this race is now the fight for the middle they're going they're going after the guts and i think she was the right choice given the short list of course i, lo- I love stacy abrams Stacey Abrams does did what I do. Stacey Abrams did exactly what I do whenever I really like a chick. And I'm like, oh, I think this is going to work out. And then right. they're like, no, you want it too much. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, it it does seem like, wait, was Stacey Abrams really in the running to be to be vice president? This like she gave erotica a, author. Who, hey, don't you diss her for like, that. But I, that's what I like, like about her. only role was like in the legislature. Of Travis, George. what do you want these people to be? Top cop? No, I mean, no, I, honestly though, I like that she was a erotic. I like that she was an erotic I like author. Anyone Hot with stuff. a personality, right? I mean, would you rather have Ben Shapiro out there who's like, I've never even seen a hard well, penis or a wet vagina? We can't have these Puritans running our country. Gotta, That's why we, we're here. We got to take a quick detour here because speaking of uh, black women, I think ben, I don't want to hear this. Ben man. Shapiro is, I think, an honorary black woman. Well, from his remix oh my God. of WAP. Here are some of the lyrics. You ready? Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Hold up. Certified freak. I said seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Why can't he say pussy? P word is female genitalia. It makes it so much more creepy. Yeah. Yeah. You effing with some wet ass P word. (laughs) Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. Give me everything you've got for this wet ass P word. Beat it up, N word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. 
Swipe your nose like a credit card. See, that's hot. Hop on top, I want to ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my <sighs> eyes. This keyword is wet. Come take a dive. All right, there we go. Ben <laughs> Shapiro, that's enough. Good beat they put behind that there. Um, I love that song. It is called Creativity. That's yeah. what that song is all about. It's about female sexuality. And I will, I will nick, I will put a credit card number on my nose I, if you would like to a, swipe uh, it in your pussy. There's also a petition going around to get Kylie Jenner removed from the music video. Did you hear about no, this? No, why? Because of the Pepsi thing? I guess she's, I, I'm, as I'm understanding it, she's sort of like the Jar Jar Binks of that, that whole cultural universe. See, I am Team Jar Jar. So I'm very unique. Well, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a normie. I'm Team Jar Jar because I believe that he saved the entire day. And without Mr. Binks, do we even have? Well, there's speculation in the extended Skywalker in the extended universe. Jar Jar Binks might also be a Sith Lord. So yeah, maybe. what? Yeah, that's also why I like him. I also like orcs. Orcs are nothing but people who are. They were sad and they were ugly and people were mean to them and then they had to burn everybody down. Have you and seen kill. the movie Bright? No. Where they're they're um like. They're cultural, relatively. They're like the black people of the bright world, where Will Smith plays an LAPD officer. You don't, you didn't watch this movie, buddy. I don't watch a lot of movies, but let's go back to Kamala Harris talking about uh, Ben. Well, we can talk about Ben Shapiro. The thing that I actually got a little snarky on uh, on Twitter. I got, I did a Ben Kissel snark attack. Snarky, you? I call him a little bitch. Yeah, I mean that's not snark. That's, that's a, he's a little bitch. That's a full frontal assault on Twitter for somebody. That's not for somebody a full who's, frontal so, assault for somebody who acts so coy at the like at the edge of the pond that is Twitter. You're like, oh, I'll just put a, I'll just dip my little toe in here. I dip my and then toe you, in. You did a swan dive into Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> retweeting. That is not true. It's like it's retweeting his pin, ben it's his pin tweet. It's his pin tweet. I also hate the whole facts don't care about your feelings fuck does it even mean it's a cliche you're a moron and you're wrong this is what angered me about ben shapiro and this is what the right's going to be trying to do now with kamala harris they're going to try to make her seem as if she is this hardcore extreme leftist and joe biden is is bending over and taking it up the butt from the mob that is the left it's just not true she is not a hardcore leftist you cannot be a hardcore leftist and be a former freaking prosecutor it does not work that way she's been in the system for a long yeah. time and this audacity when it comes to like william barr of course the ag talking about how the democratic party wants to tear down the system didn't donald trump run on drain the swamp wasn't that the entire administration isn't that the goal of this entire administration is to dismantle the system from within the hypocrisy is too much for me to handle and people like ben shapiro being like oh she's a hardcore radical leftist no she's just simply not and that's why my true hardcore radical left friends are not happy with her choice so it's a lie the man's a liar and that's why he's also a little bitch because that is just simply not the case they're trying to scare the suburban vote and yes. that suburban vote say whatever you want to say about it it is what it is they vote and they tend to decide elections Donald Trump got over 50% of the white female vote in this country for a reason. That is in the suburbs. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, Kamala on that Biden ticket, is going to allow these suburban voters to feel extra so they can be like, I would have voted for Obama for a third term. It's those voters who also voted for, for Donald Trump. Those voters can say, well, you know, I can trust her. Because she's a cop, she's a former cop, there's no way that she's a, this hardcore leftist or whatever they're trying to make her out to be. 
That's the whole play that Biden is going for. And that's why Kamala is a good candidate when it comes to winning those suburbs that the Democrats weren't able to win with Hillary Clinton. And that's what got me upset with Ben Shapiro. Not all the other corny ass shit. He can think whatever he wants about Cardi B. I mean, I think it's just extremely corny and lame for him to for him to focus on that. But now I'm focusing on that. And that is the problem. So Kamala Harris. uh, I was going to say, I mean, just on Wednesday, as a as a complete rebuttal to this idea that that Kamala Harris is some kind of left leftist Marxist radical. Uh, the Wall Street Journal released an article, the headline of which was, as, Kam- as Kamala Harris joins Biden ticket, Wall Street sighs in relief. Absolutely. No, yeah. of course. I mean, that is, that's the truth. And again, I'm not saying that's a positive or a negative thing. I think it's going, I think this is a, this has been a good choice for Joe Biden. Uh, it's going to make people, it's going to satisfy that itch that people have to appear as if, they, people are open-minded in many ways, but Kamala on the ticket, I don't want to, it might sound offensive, She, but she's safe. She is, she's, she, she's Obama-esque in the sense that yes, she is not white, but whites can feel safe this is, with yeah, Kamala Harris. This is just like Biden, Obama, but sw- you know, switch it around, flip it, reverse it. Oh, uh, now we're getting more hot, hot lyrics. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. But I mean, this is also not, you know, this is a trend that has been happening since, you know, 2004 is that yeah. the Democratic uh, presidential and VP pairing um, aren't just two straight white men. Right. You know, this this is a now I think as, as we go forward, being a, in the Democrats means that if you do run for president, you you yourself are not going to be uh, paired. If you're like well, a white man, you're not going to be with another white man. You're you're going to try to represent the the demographics of a democratic base a little bit more. That is kind of the point. And of course, then you get into the muddy waters of people will be like, oh, muddy waters, a great musician. People being like, well, they just chose her because she's black, all of this stuff. And I'm like, OK, did it? In this one case, in this one situation, did being black hurt Kamala Harris? I don't think so. But is this an overarching theme of America that being a black woman is easier? Right, <laughs> no, right. that is not. It's just not true. So she represents, as I said earlier, she represents all the hard work that black women have done for the Democratic Party. She's a safe choice for whites. And this is what she has said in the past when it comes to crime, which criminal justice is going to be on the forefront of people's minds, especially as we saw, uh, you know, over this weekend, Chicago. I mean, there's still a lot of unrest in this country and there is a lot of fear. And and I understand uh, it's all being compounded by this pandemic as well, but it is what it is. So in her 2009 book, Smart on Crime, 
She literally wrote a book. The entire thing was about crime, criminal justice, and what she, what her vision is or her view on crime. This is 2009, granted 11 years ago. This is a, a quote from that book. If we take a show of hands on those who would like to see more police officers on the street, mine would shoot up. Going on to say, virtually all law-abiding citizens feel safer when they see officers walking the beat. Now, she has changed that rhetoric up a little bit, but of course, this is why she had such a difficult time in the primary trying to connect on criminal justice, because let's not forget, hashtag Kamala is a cop. She was getting a lot of heat in the Democratic primary for her criminal justice history. She called herself a progressive prosecutor. Again, I don't really see how those two things marry. Uh, however, Kellyanne Conway is still married to that one guy, George, who constantly dumps yes. on Donald Trump. And I have no idea how they still look at each other. Maybe love is just that strong. So that is why she had a hard time running as her as her true self in the Democratic primary. And that resonated when it comes to authenticity. I think one of the complaints that people had with her was that she didn't come off as authentic because she is not authentically with the left when it comes to criminal justice, when it comes to hashtag defend the police, when it comes to the things that were really, really vital issues yeah. for the Democratic she's, primary. I mean, she's, but in a general, she, again, all of that changes. She's shifted her sort of beliefs about things a lot at the beginning of and the- And you wonder, does she shift her beliefs or does she shift her rhetoric? I would say she shifts her rhetoric and the belief stays the same. Well, maybe, but the the at the start of the primaries, she was actually- pretty like into medicare for all and then by the end of the primaries by the end of her time in the primaries she had completely done a 180 on that and as her time as a uh as a prosecutor in california she started off uh anti-death penalty and then by the end of her her term as a prosecutor in california she was decidedly pro well and this is a quote that she had in the new york times uh this was earlier this summer of course regarding the murder of uh, George Floyd, who we haven't even begun with that trial yet of uh, Derek Chauvin. That trial is going to be a circus uh, whenever they get that going. Um, This is what she had to say. She says, it is status quo thinking to believe that putting more police on the streets creates more safety. That's wrong. It's just wrong. So the question is, which Kamala Harris is going to be the Kamala Harris that we see on the campaign trail And I'm going to say it'll be a mix of both, but the latter, um, which is the former of her talk of her thoughts on, of course, more police. People feel safer with more police. I think that is going to start coming up uh, to the surface much, much more. And then uh, the primary, uh, the, the primary voters that went to voted for her are going to have to look at Biden, Harris or Trump and Pence. And they're just going to have to make the decision. Yeah. uh, Or do they go Kanye? Or Vermin Supreme, who I would have voted for. It, it is funny how muddled the, the like conservative, like what they, nobody got the same memo about how to approach attacking Kamala Harris because as some people like a lot of conservative voices online are saying, oh she's not really a black person, she's she's Jamaican and, and Indian, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like that's your line of attack against this person. Is that's the problem? And you that- have like an ancestry dot com attack on. <laughs> This vice, vice president. But that is so. Then you watch Fox News. Hardcore left is crazy. You listen to liars like Ben Shapiro. Hardcore left is crazy. And then you're going to have some other people uh, that are Trumpers say maybe she's too aggra- aggressive on criminal justice. Right. Kamala versus Pence. 
that to me is almost more exciting of a debate because we already see people like David Axelrod floating the idea that Biden might might not make it four years. Yeah. David Axelrod, when he spoke on CNN, and he said some things where I'm like, bro, I, I don't know if you should be saying these things because I don't think they really help your party. He just straight up said Biden might not make it and we need to have a VP that is ready day one to be president. Yeah. And in this case, that really matters more than most elections, of course, given the age of Joe Biden and some of the mental faculties that I don't know what's going on up there, but some of the cobwebs need to be cleaned out. That is that's for damn sure. So So they're already saying or floating the idea that Kamala Harris is going to run, if not be president in 2024, run for president in 2024. Right. Basically anointing her the next standard bearer of the Democratic Party. Joe Biden sees himself as a bridge candidate, as a candidate to the future, as basically just a stopgap for Trump. And then the person that he wants to sort of white glove help up is Kamala Harris. So Axelrod even said, is it going to be possible for her to fulfill her vice presidential duties when she's running for office starting in 2022, when she's running for president? Those are going to, that's going to be extremely interesting to see what what is this now? Did they um, are, are they Trojan horsing uh, Kamala Harris into the White House to inevitably just have her take over for Joe Biden? Because perhaps he does. It's extremely likely. It's extremely likely he ends up falling ill, whatever it might be, and he won't be able to complete even one term. And in the uh, you know, in the case of the the vice president debates, which is going to be between Pence and and. Uh, Kamala, you know Pence's wife is going to be watching her though. She's because she's very. She knows how many people. Well, wanna, I was going to say she knows how many people want to have sex with her husband. That painted wooden doll of a man is going to get thrashed so sorely by this, like this top cop on that on that Zoom stage. I'm scared that, of prosecutors. I think, it, I think it might awaken some sexual fetishes in men across the country seeing this woman beat <laughs> the living shit out of Pence because she is good at that. She, she is actually is. so good at that. I mean, very much like Elizabeth Warren. Um, but uh, and speaking of Warren, I think I think a lot of the reason why big banks and corporations are breathing sigh of relief is because Warren was a possibility right. and for pe- VP. And I think people understood that Joe Biden because he is not at 100%, and I don't say this without evidence. I mean, just the recent, and these are just sound bites, the full interviews. Again, if you listen to him give a full interview, it's not as bad as the sound bites make it seem to be. Like, even the Charlemagne the God thing, where it's like, you ain't black. Like, if you listen to the whole interview, you're like, all right, this isn't, he's being mildly logical. He right. can. But there's always a moment that he just doesn't he he's he's a tenuous grasp uh, grasp on like how to relate. So you know the the moment where the guy was like, um, "Would you take a cognitive test?" and he's like, "No." Like, what are you? A, what are you a cokehead? Yeah, like, you a cokehead? <laughs> you want cocaine? Do you get, do you get cocaine? It's like that's like that's such, such a, a normal response to have. Yeah, it's just not a it's just not a rational leap of of um it's just not a rational leap of judgment or like of scenarios yeah. or whatever well in, so the, pairing, in able- the pairing of biden and kamala biden is definitely the fud and kamala's the normie she she is the normie um so let's just hope he doesn't shoot his dick off before the for the election we we will see so that 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 vp debate is going to be a very nice 
and I'm excited to see uh, how they go after each other. And of course, Mike Pence, don't discredit the guy. He's actually a very good well, debater. He, he's already said and, he's coming out. He's going to attack her on the like she's a leftist radical. Yeah, yeah. But and then again, and then the irony with that is. Then her only defense, see, this the smart approach, that is not a stupid approach by the Republicans, because then her defense has to be talking about her very hardcore, aggressive <laughs> right. record. So then you're going to sort of turn off maybe some left voters. But again, in a binary choice, Biden, Harris, Trump, Pence, you're either staying at home if you're a leftist or you're voting for Biden, Harris. I mean, or, you know, maybe you find maybe Joe Jorgensen or something with the libertarians or something like this, uh, which there is a Venn diagram of hardcore leftists, uh, libertarians as well. So that approach, I do understand. You're going to basically force her to brag about her criminal justice record. But again, in a fight for the suburbs, I think that's going to work for Biden, Harris. Right. So let's take a look at this is an interesting. Um, where would you get this poll from? So this is from uh, New York Magazine in the Intelligencer Okay, so this is, this is an interesting top 10 reasons Trump and Biden supporters give for voting for them. Um, so the number one reason that people are voting, this is just according to one poll here, the number one reason that people are voting for Joe Biden, I bet you some of you can guess it right now, 56% of people say they're supporting Joe Biden simply because he is not Donald Trump. Yes. My only concern with this, Travis, never Trump did not win. The never Trump movement failed. You look at National Review. National Review is now up that orange man's asshole. National Review is one of the few holdout conservative publications that was like, no, never Trump. Then they realized their readers are always Trump and they started hemorrhaging money. So they had to backtrack and go with and go with Donald Trump. Never Trump doesn't work. And so my only concern with that is. Is that a good enough reason for people to actively get out of their houses during a pandemic and support Joe Biden? The other flip side of that is Joe Biden is not nearly as hated as Hillary Clinton. So, yes, but my only concern is, and this is just one poll, but I, you see this time and time and time and time again, is that will people vote for someone because they're not somebody else as opposed to somebody voting for someone because they are who they are? I mean, that was 2016. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I I, in, I think the um, symbol or, like, indicator of what is about to happen is these Lincoln Project people. The Lincoln, I really think that that like, okay, really, this, it really symbolizes or, like, it, it really indicates to me that there is a giant, massive amount of people who were at one point, you know, left, right, or whatever, and now they're all, like, saying... We are just basically centrist, and we yes. don't like this fringe element that Trump is. And Absolutely. I think that isn't unfortunately as as far as like actually having wanting progressive values or wanting even your own conservative values um, expressed in a uh, in a presidential race. It's like literally this everyone is is rallying around the idea of the void that is not trump and of course don't forget that is why when bill barr talks about how the left wants to dismantle the system it is literally the campaign that donald trump ran in 2016 and has been running uh and is continuing to run throughout 2020 dismantling the system aka draining the swamp uh he got he gutted the entire he gutted a lot a lot of people there so anyway uh, he is not Trump, 56% of people. Uh, when it comes to Donald Trump, the number one reason that people want to vote for him, interestingly enough, it's 23%. It is because of his leadership slash performance. 
Uh, the second highest at 21% is his issue and policy positions. And then the third reason that 19% that people will vote for Donald Trump is because he is not Joe Biden. So obviously that is a net win for Joe Biden. It lets you know that people like Biden more, but they may like Donald Trump's policies more as the reason that people are voting for Donald, as the reason that people are voting for Joe Biden when it comes to policy, it's only 9%. His issue slash policy positions, only 9% are supporting Joe Biden for that reason. And again, 21% of people are supporting Donald Trump because they agree with his policy positions. Now, as we've seen historically or modern in modern history, policy positions take a backseat to the cult of personality. Every, yeah, every time. We will... So we'll see if not being Donald Trump is enough for people to overlook some policy issues they may disagree with with Joe Biden and still, you know, pull the, the way, switch for him. The way people are reacting to Kamala's announcement as as VP, it it really makes me think people can generate enough excitement uh based on a VP choice alone. Like I've seen some people get so worked up, like excited for the idea that uh, anybody but Trump is going to be elected, plus Kamala Harris. Like it, it's it's actually insane to see the 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 type of uh, excitement generated. By yeah, this. and if I, I wish that CNN and MSNBC would just go off the air because the way that they responded was so pathetic. But anyway, they're just very. They, you hear Trump's uh Trump's got a nickname for her. Uh, I believe that it's Chameleon Harris. <laughs> no, is it? No, no. I, I think no? it's Phony Kamala. Phony Kamala. Yeah. No, no, no. Chameleon Harris. No, he's 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 passing around Phony Kamala as his uh as his nickname that he's and that oh really. Oh my god, I my think, idea is so much better. I I think that is a good one actually, but it almost I don't makes give her, him any ammo. It makes her seem cool, like one of the Sinister Six or something. Kamala. Chameleonaire uh, yeah. Harris. Chameleonaire. Chameleonaire oh, Harris. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> That's uh, even better. Yeah, but uh, if it, it's it's like not a very strong approach to this. I would say phony Kamala. Phony, like ah, it's never. It's I never, don't think the guy's ever been that great with branding. He just puts a simple word in front of the names and like Sleepy Joe. Well, Sleepy Joe kind of works, but he's tired, and I like my now, president. Did, he, did who he call Biden low energy? Who was it? That no, he, that was Jeb. Jeb, low energy is one of the most well, cutting insults. I've Joe ever. Jeb didn't help because Jeb. Being so low energy and being such a sleepy fucking dickhead, uh, he used to give kids little turtles. He used to give toy turtles to children. As a, like... As a slow and steady wins the race. Oh, I'm like, dude, how do you get more boring as a human being than to give a kid a little fake turtle? I think being called low energy might be the most hurtful thing. It worked. It definitely, that was... possibly be called. That was definitely the front runner in the minds of many to beat Donald Trump, and obviously it did not work. But let's talk about voting... How is it going to look in the midst of this uh, coronavirus situation we're living in? So Trump has now refused to fund the, the U.S. Postal Service, and he just straight up on Fox Business said why. Uh, he said that he did not want to fund them because he did not want uh, mail-in voting to, quote, sabotage the election. Let's not forget who uh, also mails in their ballots people in the military, anyone, any expats living overseas, perhaps not traditionally left-leaning people. Again, folks in the military tend to mail in their ballots. The way that he is going about this is really disgusting. 
and the fact that he wants to lower voter turnout by dismantling the United States Postal Service so we have a less so we have less ability to mail in our ballots well, is, is no is no less than voter fraud. This is what he said. Well, let's uh, just play the audio. I you have want to play here. the audio? Yeah, yeah. Great, I love it. So here's here's Trump on uh, Fox Business. They want three and a half trillion uh, billion dollars for the mail in votes. Okay, universal mail in ballots. Three and a half trillion. They want twenty five billion dollars billion for the post office now they need that money in order to have the post office work so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots now in the meantime they aren't getting there by the way those are just two items but if they don't get those two items that means you can't have universal mail-in voting now this is a, this is a classic trump thing where right. people are like what's he what we got to figure out what's going on why is he why is he doing this and then he just goes on fox news and says i'm trying to destroy the post office <laughs> yeah. like, oh okay right oh, oh right, yeah. yeah that's the that's we the kind fourth of thought, dimension of chess we kind of thought you were doing that but then you just came out and said it right okay. yes um so yes he said he would not sign off on uh, on either the 20 25 billion dollars in emergency funds for the usps which by the way again is run by working class middle class people who need jabs i just watched that south park episode about the people who come back from the future have you seen that one? Oh, I haven't watched South Park. Oh, dude, I've been addicted to that show. It's been, I just started watching it because of the quarantine again. Yeah. And because Comedy Central has like no mm-hmm. money for new shows. They're mm-hmm. like, just, it's They're like. pumping the South Park. It's what the Food Network does with every Guy Fieri show. Food Network is just Guy Fieri. The Food Network is only, it's amazing. It's Flavortown. It's Flavortown and Comedy Central is just South Park. But they talk about people from the future coming uh, through a portal, and they take everyone's jobs because they can work for less. Put right. them in oh, banks. Oh yeah, the tits, the, the took her gerbs. Yes, they took her gerbs. Yes. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, "I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore." It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. But this really is Donald Trump taking her jibs when it comes to the post office. Real people who matter. Uh, 25 billion bucks. He's like, no, nah, you're not going to get that in emergency funds or the 3.5 billion in election assistance to help states that Democrats have advocated uh, in a federal COVID-19 relief bill. 3.5 billion. Yes, it's a huge amount of money. I understand that. By the federal government standards, this is something that has to be done. They must fund this because this is about our freaking elections. And it's strange to me that the Republican Party or Trumpism the Trumpers in the Republican Party, which is basically now just the Republican Party, I think he's at like 91% approval rating within the Republican Party. It's strange to me that they acknowledge that most people don't like them. Right. You know, this acknowledgement of like, yeah, if we allow more people to vote, we'll lose is so weird to me. And it's so like, so you acknowledge your policies are hurting 
people to the point where they'll vote against you. So instead of changing your policies to help more people, you have decided to just say, we're going to get rid of the post office. So it's like cutting the phone line uh, when someone is, you know, cr- calling out for help. Just be like, this will solve it. We cut the phone line. They call. They can't call 911. So we'll never even know if they're dying of a heart attack. Yeah, we're like a we're like a battered woman in a in a like our house. We're, in, we're under house arrest by Trump, and he he would cut all the phone lines and then it's, stop it's, the internet service. Exactly. It reminds me of oh my god, that reminds me of that story from uh, uh, McAfee. Did you ever John watch, McAfee? Did you watch that documentary? No, but I follow him on Twitter. He's a uh, he's a Looney Tune. Yeah, he straight up kidnapped this chick, and she sent an email out being like, "This is where I am." Just and she hit send, and it sent out just before he cut the power on the house. <laughs> straight up horror <laughs> he, movie. He's a that dude's a psycho. Yeah, follow his Twitter. He like half of his tweets are about um, like sex workers shitting in his mouth. Oh, he loves that. Yeah, yeah he's the crazy ass motherfucker. <laughs> oh, he, he does like his sex workers. That's that's not the bad quality about him. Um, so this is what the post office has had to say about all of this. Obviously, again, these are thousands and thousands of jobs, thousands and thousands of middle class workers who rely on these jobs. So this is what the post office had to say. This is Amber McReynolds. I love the name. She's the former director of the Denver Elections Division and the CEO of the National Vote at Home Institute. A lot of people are, this is me talking here. This is not the quote. A lot of people are concerned. The post office won't be able to handle it, right? A lot of people are like, how is the post office going to be able to deliver all this mail? Because you know how they still do the Pony Express nowadays. So this is her addressing that. She says... They have, of course, they being the USPS, they have the ability with their equipment and everything to run it at a level that most of us would never expect. She says it's massive. She goes on to say the U.S. Postal Service estimates they process about 140 billion pieces of mail a year. And when we talk about the 250 million mail-in ballots uh, for, say, every American, that's only about 0.2% of their normal volume. So one of the big concerns that you constantly hear is, how is the post office going to handle all of this? According to the post office, this is like no big thing. Yes. They can take care of this. So that sort of nullifies that argument. And that's why the entire case to not fund the post office is only based on Donald Trump, the Republican Party, not wanting people to have access to vote. It's also... What do you expect is going to happen in November if you can't do uh, mail-in voting? Are you going to have line? We are not going to get the virus under control by November. Even they could have the vaccine. My buddy was who works in pharmaceuticals. I was talking with him yesterday, and he's like, "They they're in. It takes forever. In yes. the, like Russia, they sort of expedited." Uh, their process and apparently Russia has a vaccine I'm pretty sure it's just polonium um, I would not trust a Russian vaccine at all ever at any point they probably already have a very strong uh, vaccine that is you know basically going to be uh, what we're going to be using in the future but because we have all these laws all these pesky vaccine I, I love laws how you're like poo-pooing uh, regulations you know, on medicine regulations oh, blah, 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 blah. we're not going to get this thing until they, after yeah, the election they probably like chew on graphite from explode nuclear reac- reactors in in russia so that that probably like solves that problem and then starts another one like your jaw starts melting but the other irony is a lot of the people who are going to be supporting donald trump they might be a bit old 
And they're supposed to be waiting out in line in Florida. They're supposed to be waiting on line in Ohio. They're supposed to be waiting on line in Wisconsin. In, in November, it, it can get pretty freaking chilly as well. I mean, the the voters that support him tend to skew higher in age, and the death rate for COVID of that generation is relatively high, I think it's safe to say. So I, he's just putting people at risk for no freaking reason for his own political gain. And I, I, I think the American people know that. I think they understand that. As long as they don't just consume Fox News and whatever Ben Shapiro is complaining about, he doesn't like... I would love if he listened. If Ben Shapiro just did a podcast, him reading hip hop lyrics, we would have him on the network. Um, well, do you see his response to people like his his response to people criticizing him for criticizing that song was he said, my wife is a doctor and she says that having a wet pussy is actually um, <laughs> is actually a oh, medical yeah. condition. Um, so she's mm-hmm. she there's a woman who is, I guess, chained to chained to a radiator in Ben Shapiro's own. <sighs> who cannot get liquid down there well he's definitely rich as shit and always has been so he's just another but i mean another rich boy but speaking of wisconsin we already saw what this what voting world is like in the middle of a pandemic we already saw it people people lined for my like not i mean for like a full mile like wrapped around buildings and uh you know doing the six feet social distancing it it's not going to be different. It's just going to be on a massive scale that people are uh, putting themselves in harm's way. And we've already seen that uh, at all these polling locations, the the volunteers at polling locations are the elderly. And, and uh, uh, they who continue- knows if they're, if they're even going to be able to uh, fill out these polling and locations. Let's, and let's not forget, as we spoke about last week, when it comes to, you know, the funds, a lot of these states are running real low on said funds. Speaking of all of this stuff has to be paid for. So, oh, we don't have enough money for for let's just say 10 polling stations. We better cut it to five polling stations. It's always the things that matter the most that get cut first. Also, and is it, we're going to see limited polling stations, as we've yeah. seen across the board for the past. Oh, my God. It started in like, well, I first started voting in 2000. So maybe that's when I realized it. But they change up how many voting stations or how many polling places are by the campaign like one time Arizona like what happened with Hillary Clinton in Arizona when in the primary when they made it like they cut it by like 90% of the polling places yeah and of course Hillary was able to win for that reason so the DNC does all this stuff too this is just nasty ass American politics but we're gonna have limited polling places which means there's gonna be more there's gonna be more people in those places waiting longer times in longer lines closer to one another and meanwhile they should have just been able to fill this thing out at home and send it through the mail yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it just and it's so much safer than doing. Like, I mean, I understand like the text by. Uh, I, in a perfect world, we would have the ability to just text our vote, but I actually think that that is that is too easy to mess with. Like phones yeah, get hacked all the time. I, but this, to me, it's just a safe way to do it because these USPS drivers are not David Blaine. They can't magically change the vote. Like they did in Texas with Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz, where you vote in the uh, in the electronic voting machine. You're like, I wanted Beto, and it went to Ted Cruz, and I think there was some vice versa. Uh, and then you're just like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Because you already hit sent, and then uh, you already hit send or whatever, and then you're talking to like an 85 year old who's just like, I don't know how to help you. Yeah, like no, you can't just take an eraser to it and refill out the ballot. It's done. Well, did you um did you watch that Axios interview with uh, Trump? Yeah, I well, watched it. So he in that he tries to legitimize his um his suspicion of using the the post office to do mail in ballot voting, 
and uh, he says, uh, "I have a friend in Westchester. His brother, his brother died. Beautiful man, beautiful, great, beautiful man. man. And uh, his brother died, and then the brother got a um, a ballot sent to him even after he died. <gasps> and what, did he fill it out with his dead hand? Yes, he he. So the guy came out of his grave and grabbed a, <laughs> a, a a ballpoint pen and started filling it out in front of his brother again. No, but that's the thing. It's like he he thinks just because um like a bureaucratic misstep like sending somebody a application for a mail-in ballot is tantamount to mail fraud there or is like voting no, fraud. There is no greater lie than the idea that more people vote illegally. No one votes in this country anyway. legally. <laughs> yeah, like this whole idea that they're like they're going to the polls. Nobody does that. I have never met one person who is excited to vote. I've never met one person who, even if they, it is a pain in the ass. Like that idea of voter fraud by sending in undocumented people to go vote. Yeah, it's one of the biggest lies that the Republican Party puts forth. And this that is, is such just, a like a it's Fox so stupid. news hallucination. It's just so stupid and whatever. Anyway, so Kamala Harris, she is the vice president. That is without a doubt the biggest news story of the week. That and Ben Shapiro's wife can never have a wet vagina. Keyword, but keyword. Uh, we should also follow up. You know, the, the idea that twenty five billion dollars is all that the post office needs should be. Uh, even more like less of an issue now that we've seen the scale of these budgets that have come out uh, in terms of stimulus plans. You know, our first the the CARES Act was two trillion dollars. You know, they were you look at all the, the the line items of all these budgetary items on that stimulus plan, and you realize that twenty five billion dollars on a federal scale is nothing. And if yeah. it, if it if it certifies that we have a fair and uh, accessible election. There should be no argument about and funding. The one of the office. interesting things is I'm reading this from an article or an interview rather with Terry Gross uh, on Fresh Air. You love reading transcripts. Of I, I love Fresh transcripts Air so much. But episodes. She, she interviewed um, Emily Bazelon. Emily yes. Bazelon. So she's famous, evidently. When it comes to <laughs> Travis told me and I believe you. It's just a well-known. It's a well-known person. <laughs> Very well. I love Bazelon. I, I love it as a she's a she's a she's a great she's a spice of life. She's a, uh, she's a journalist at Slate. OK, well, you never know what's going to happen here. Um, apparently. According to her, there's uh, of those six big swing states, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Florida, North Carolina, and Arizona, Arizona is the place where people have done most of the mail-in ballots in the past. Arizona, interestingly enough, a red state. She says in Arizona, it was 79% of people uh, who have voted by mail in 2018. In Florida and Michigan, it was around 25 to 30%. So that's like a middling range, she says. And then she says Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina had the fewest voters by mail. They were in the 3 to 6% range. So even in those states um, that really matter, such as Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, North Carolina, it's, it's a purplish state as well, extremely low uh, vote by mail. It tends to be extremely low when it comes to how many folks vote by mail. But Arizona, of course, maybe being a little bit higher because of the people's age, uh, because they, maybe the polling places don't exist because of funding. It's just interesting that perhaps the Republican Party would even benefit from mail-in votes. Well, who's to say that they wouldn't be getting a lot of those rural voters that don't vote yep. or don't it's care? Like a, it's, it's like a self-esteem thing. By the, it really is. <laughs> it like really, they, we, know just, that we, we know that we're despised right. um, by anyone other than like 
uh, cowboys who own like giant corporations. Don't, don't demean cow- cowboys. Don't like own fake cowboys. Like fake a guy cowboys. who owns a giant corporation but wears a, a, a 10 gallon hat. Yeah, the George W. Bushes who uh, drive a limo to a pickup truck and take that yes, pickup exactly. truck to a speech. I mean, I have some more like there's uh, examples of fraud when it comes to mail-in voting is like extremely rare and not just and not just sort of anecdotally in uh colorado uh you know the time period for collection of fraud cases here 2005 to 2018 there was about 16 million uh election votes cast over that period of time the number of times uh fraud was attempted eight eight times yes hawaii this uh, so the this this is a period of collection of fraud cases from 1982 to 2016 they cast about 7 million votes uh, to attempts at fraud. So a total of 10 cases of fraud so far. So like, and in I, you have to imagine like those two, million, those two attempted cases of fraud is like somebody trying to like get their dog to vote or yeah. something. That, that like, that is literally it. Uh, it's just a lie. It, Oregon uh, from 2000 to 2019, they cast around 16 million uh, electoral votes and let's see, uh, 14 attempted uh, cases of fraud over a 19 year period um and oh, it just right. goes on like that there's yes. fraud is so negligible and when and it comes to this sort of thing the election fraud really is in, in in vote stripping and vote flipping and as we saw in florida in 2000 what uh with the with the big um i'm forgetting the name of the forgetting the name of the riots now but they stopped the vote they stopped counting is that the old uh, zoot suit right yeah some zoot suit shit yeah zoot suit riot throw back a bottle of booze you got to do something. Stay healthy out there. So anyway, yeah. Well, and uh, fun fun little um, uh, stimulus news. You know how we were saying that we don't know what's going to happen with that? Yeah, of course. Uh, well, the Senate decided to go on recess until... I know. S- they have to play on their slides. <laughs> until until September 8th. Um, so basically, that stimulus deal uh, is just not going to happen. And if it does happen, it'll be in October. And awesome. we basically we um, if my all of our unemployed friends and listeners and stuff, it's just like it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough because the government has really they're taking our jabs. They've they've left us with nothing. Absolutely. Well, what a time to be alive. We'll get through it. Have a couple of drinks every now and again, if you can, or drink some Kool-Aid or water or whatever it is that you want to drink. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll keep on trucking along here. Be nice on social media. I'm sorry. I was being mean one time. Guy's a bitch, though. It's funny how you, when you said uh, have a drink every now and again, you winked. You didn't wink at me. You just winked in general. That's how much you, that's how genuine, that's how genuinely you excited, that's how genuinely excited you are for like having a drink. I got the (laughs) NBA playoffs coming up here, okay? I got a, there's a lot going on for me. It's it's getting sports-tacular out there. Um, All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. 
At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.